Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to a new season of Serve Neat. A new year, a new season, a new CEO. I'm just kidding. Same CEO, just a new year. I'm really excited about what's coming up both for the podcast. We have some really fun interviews that are coming up in the next one to two months. There is a lot going on in the business. I know that Lauren and I had talked about it in an episode last month, but we're growing in a really big, scary way. And I'm as equally excited as I am scared and I want to poop my pants because I feel like I'm not old enough. I'm not experienced enough. I am too young. I don't know. I just, I'm having a lot of imposter syndrome. Like someone's going to find me out in this process. And I don't know. I feel like everybody deals with imposter syndrome from time to time, but I feel like lately I've been dealing with it big time, but that has never held me back before. Regardless of how I'm feeling about a situation, I just march forward and I do the dang thing. I don't necessarily think imposter syndrome is bad. It's just another challenge for me to overcome. So that is what I've been dealing with lately. The last couple of weeks have been really crazy with vacation and wrapping up Q4 in 2023. I ran up to Boston for a few days to see my in-laws, came back Christmas Eve, ended up being super sick for a week while I was hosting my family for the week of Christmas, but they were really great. They took care of me, made me food, let me just kind of sleep <laughs> and try to recover. And then after being sick for about a week, I was like, ah, something seems like a little bit off. So I ended up getting into urgent care and turns out I had yet another sinus infection and ear infection. I have not had an ear infection since I was like a swimmer in grade school. And then for whatever reason, this fall, it's been like sinus infection, ear infection, one thing after another, after another. And I guess allergy season, has been really bad this year. I don't know, but I feel like I'm finally almost recovered. I'm operating at like 80 or 90%. So I'm happy with that. And man, this week I've just been playing catch up. I kind of forgot how to do my job. I'm not going to lie. Tuesday was my first full day back at work. And I think I spent a couple of hours typing and retyping the same couple of emails. I was like, does this need an exclamation point or am I coming on too strong? Do I sound too excited? And then I would replace it with a period and be like, maybe there's not enough emotion. Maybe I need more emotion. So I would go back to an exclamation point. It was a whole thing. And I really did not make any progress on Tuesday. Yeah. Crazy how quickly you forget how to like, I don't know, work when you take time off. Anywho. Okay. Let's get into today's episode. So in today's episode, I want to talk about what I'm leaving behind in 2023, what I am not bringing with me. This is kind of my version of like, like the in and out that I've seen all over social media, except I'm only talking about what's out for me in 2024. So the first one I'm going to spend a bit more time on because it's just been such an issue in previous years. And that is I'm done being reactive. 
I'm done operating out of that headspace and I'm going to be a lot more proactive in 2024. I mean, at this point in the business, we have to be. It seems like in 2023 and in prior years, we were constantly just putting up fires. It was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Okay, put out that fire. Oh wait, now there's like a kindling going in the corner and like put that out before it turns into a bonfire. And it was just, it was one thing after another, after another. And I always felt like we were behind in the business and playing catch up. And if you want to grow a really successful business, you just can't operate in that way. So we have made this executive decision between myself and Lauren that we're going to be proactive. And how are we doing this? Well, we're starting to self-implement bits and pieces of EOS. And if you're like, what the hell is EOS? I've never heard of it before. EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. EOS is just a way of running your business. So one tool in particular that we recently implemented is the scorecard. Let me tell you about the scorecard because I think it's going to be a huge game changer for us. Really, regardless of what kind of business you have, whether you have an e-commerce business, whether you have a service-based business, I think it could be good. So let me share what it is. A scorecard is essentially a spreadsheet that contains anywhere from five to 15 key metrics that matter in your business. And they're metrics that you look for or look at, I guess, on a weekly basis. I'm a firm believer in what gets measured gets managed. And this is one way of doing it is having this scorecard. Here are the numbers that we are tracking on a weekly basis with this scorecard over here at Neat. Revenue, new sales, and that's like total sales. So if we close a deal that's worth 50K, even if somebody's paying us over six months, that counts as new sales. We have payroll, email list growth, sales calls booked, new leads, and incomplete tasks. So any tasks that are rolling over from the prior week. And we've separated this out by each team member. Each week, we're assessing the goals that we've set versus the real numbers we've actually achieved to see how we're making progress so we can spot any issues or potential issues. The other idea behind the scorecard is that everybody on the team is responsible for a number, whether it's marketing, responsible for email list growth, or sales, responsible for sales call bookings and new leads, or even operations responsible for incomplete tasks. We're all working towards similar goals, and we're looking at these numbers to track our progress. So I'm really excited to see how this unfolds over the first quarter. I will definitely keep you guys updated. I highly recommend reading the book Traction if you have a growing team, if you are like half a million a million. You should definitely look at this book. It covers EOS from start to finish, and it gives tons of practical tips and tricks for managing your growing team. We'll go ahead and link this in the show notes for you guys. Okay, number two, and this is something that I used to be really good about, but because Q4 was really crazy, it got away from me. So boundary slippage. I don't even know if slippage is a word, but we're going to use it here. I have let my boundaries slide just a little bit. I used to be really firm on my boundaries. I would be like, no, I cannot take a call before 10. No, I'm not taking a call after 4 p.m. I am not doing a meeting on a Friday. And recently I've been like, yeah, I can do that. Sure. I worked a little bit on vacation. I have been working later and later at night recently when I know I should be spending time with my husband and my dog. And I am like married. I'm in a relationship, a very, very toxic relationship with my inbox on the weekend. I know this is a slippery slope for me because I've been down this path before 
before where it was like, sure, I'll do that. Like, yeah, not a big deal. And then before I knew it, I was fully burnt to a crisp, anxious, diagnosed with depression. So I know for me, like I have to put a stop to this before it gets out of hand because all I'm going to keep doing is like saying yes and like being flexible with my schedule and my boundaries. And that's not really going to get me anywhere. So I'm going to tighten up those boundaries and I don't know how I'm going to do that, but we're going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to learn to say something like, yes, however, or like, yeah, that sounds great, but maybe we should do this instead. So maybe it just comes down to me like putting my foot down and standing up for myself a bit more. But I know that boundaries have to be a really big priority for myself in 2024 because we're just too busy. There's too much going on and I don't have time to be burnt to a crisp. So let's roll into number three. And this one is saying yes, when I should be saying no or providing extended deadlines. I have been that person within the last six months that like, oh yeah, I'll do that ASAP. I'll do it right now. I'll get it over to you by end of day. And like, I totally want to do that. Like that is my intention to get it over to you, whatever it may be, as soon as possible. But then what happens is a day goes by and then five days go by. And then that person who originally requested something will be like, so where's the thing that I asked for five days ago? And I'll be like, oh my God, I completely forgot. Or it just happened to become less and less of a priority or it got pushed out of my inbox. It doesn't actually get done. And that's a really big problem. And I'm doing a huge disservice to my employees when I act that way. So for this, I plan on leaning into our new executive assistant, Connie. She actually just started this week. And there is a lot more that I could be delegating to someone else. So there are higher level tasks or more important tasks that could get done ASAP. And I also plan on utilizing our project management tool, monday.com. So I'm not forgetting about things because I've noticed that things have just been living rent free in my head. But the issue is I can only remember so many things. And then I'm just like forgetting things and things don't get done. My brain looks really similar to my computer where I have a thousand Chrome tabs open at all times, which now probably explains why I'm on Lexapro. All right, let me go over these one more time. The things I am leaving behind in 2023, they're not coming with me on this journey. Number one is being reactive. We're no longer operating the business out of that reactiveness, reactivity. I don't really know the word for it. And we are going to be just proactive queens. That is the journey for me. Number two is I'm leaving behind my boundary slippage. And then number three is not saying yes to things when I know that I can't get them done in a reasonable amount of time or just reset setting the expectation of when it's going to be done and then getting better about delegating to Lauren, our COO, or delegating over to our new executive assistant, just asking for help when I need help. All right, y'all, that is it for this week's episode. I am so excited about all the stuff that is coming up for the pod and for the business and I think that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening and I will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Neat. Until then, cheers.